Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, his contribution to breakfast TV in Australia, it simply can't be underestimated. He literally changed the face of breakfast TV. He changed the dynamic and he's here right now. David Koch, welcome. G'day, Rob. Thanks for having me. Koshy, it's been a long journey. You call yourself the accidental host. You've been yeah. there for almost 21 years. We know the story. Chris Reason was sitting in with Mel. It was called the interim sunrise at the moment because they had a bigger sunrise planned. You got to sit in the chair and it just worked, didn't it? Um, it did. And it was a whole bunch of people helped make it work. Um, you know, I look, up, look after a footy club and we often say in football, games are defined by moments yep. uh, throughout the game and and shows like ours are defined by moments. The fact that, you know, here was a network that was desperate to have someone fill in that nobody watched. We were <laughs> 5% of the Today Show's <laughs> audience at that stage, not even Channel 7 executives watched us. And um, I had this finance nerd that was easily available to fill in, didn't really want to do it. Um, and then we sort of, because no one watched us, we were allowed to, to di- we were disruptors. Um, we decided to disrupt Breakfast TV and um, it's, it's grown from there. And I think there was no scrutiny on us. There was no pressure on us. No one cared about us. And we were able to try things and fail and no one knew and try things and succeeded and still no one knew, <laughs> and and we continued to evolve the uh, the program to a a juggernaut that it is today. That is the brand, Sunrise brand is way bigger than any one individual that works on it, and it just seamlessly moves on, but still has all those core values, mm. those core beliefs that were started the success of it. You say there was no scrutiny, but. You had a small team. It was yourself. It was Mel. It was Adam Boland, of course. You Boland. had people like Steve Yoko, Claus. Yoko Shimizu. Of course. Who now, now runs Bloomberg TV out of London. That was, And our production office was a demountable in the car yep. park at, at Epping. So uh, David Leckie used to uh, um, lovingly uh, call us the Mansons because we were this <laughs> little, cult, little cult within seven that didn't give a toss about the rest of the network and just went on our merry way and uh, to give 
Leckie is great credit. He always said that one of his finest achievements at seven was never to interfere with with Sunrise. Yeah, but before he came, you didn't have the support. And the point I was making about the scrutiny was... They didn't pay any attention until you did, <laughs> you broke the perceived rules. You know, even something yep. so simple, Bolo was very um, insistent on you guys being called Melancoshi, you know, the branding yep. of in, in being informal. And yep. the executives arced up about that, made the voiceover go back to David Kosh and Melissa Doyle. But yep. you guys would always tell the guests, call us, call us Melancoshi. Yeah, exactly right. We want to... We had a, had a few things right from the start. We wanted to be more FM radio mm. than uh, news and current affairs television. Um, we wanted to have that connection with viewers. And that simple change to Melancoshi was a massive one because it, it just sets up, it sets up the flavour of the show going forward. And, you know, the other big thing, because this is, I started before Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and iPhones. Mm-hmm. So we'd only come, just come out of fax machines to email. Um, <laughs> and we, we, we used to say to viewers, if you've got a topic or an issue you want us to cover, email in. And we had a whiteboard. The Roswell. The set called the Roswell. Responses of Sunrises, although Ros Kelly was the no, we named it after her because of her whiteboard sports rules thing. She still has a go at me even today for that. Um, but but we would put that issue or question up on the whiteboard. It would stay there on the set until we got an mm. expert to answer it or solve it. And that was our most powerful marketing tool because yep. it said this isn't a bunch of, of TV tosses that that arrogantly think we will give you what we think you need. This is a bunch of people that are saying, this is your show. You tell us what what you want us to, to know. And and they're not just paying lip service. They're putting it on a whiteboard for all to see. If it doesn't get rubbed off, it means they're ignoring us. Mm. And and that was that was a massive, massive part of building us and building that connection with viewers. And the other one was we we um we tried to imagine a viewer. And we wanted to have an icon that we could all relate to, every producer could relate to, that every show had to relate to this icon. And it was Irene from Home and Away. Um, I, Sometimes referred women, to as Irene from Ipswich. And... Yeah, 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 exactly right. Um, and because mums in families control the zapper of the morning, so we want them to turn us on, but we don't want their decision to cause an argument within the family. Yeah. So that's why we had the music for the kids. Dads really don't matter in families. We all know that. I'm a dad, <laughs> we're, we're low on the totem pole, but we have a bit of sport for them and things like that. And some jokes. And so, yeah, yeah, and some jokes. And and the philosophy that we're lucky to get somebody for 20 minutes watching because every house is a madhouse at breakfast. And in that 20 minutes, you want to know the news of the day, something to talk about at work or school around the water cooler and you want to smile. Yeah. And it's a, it was a very, very simple philosophy. And I think it was so simple um, that that's the reason for the success. It just connected. When the show started getting successful, were you surprised at how Channel 9 panicked? Um, I was. We didn't. It, it was when I look back, it was relatively quick. When you're doing it mm. day by day, it seemed the first time 
I thought we were doing something was about four or five months into it. And Channel 7 in Cairns had invited Lib and I up to host their Jazz in the Park community uh, festival. Mm -hmm. And we're walking along the Esplanade um, at Cairns there with the restaurants, past, you know, Barnacle Bills there around that area. Mm -hmm. We're walking along and all of the tables started clapping. And we thought, wow, who's that? Who's around? (laughs) We started looking around. And the table started going, Koshi, Koshi. <laughs> and Lib and I were absolutely stunned, stunned mullets with this. And it, it was the first time I thought maybe what we're doing is right. And it all started in far north Queensland. Mm-hmm. The, they, there the rating started to move first. Then Brisbane, southeast yeah. Queensland. Then Perth, uh, Adelaide, Sydney and Melbourne. So it all started in, in Queensland because... I think they got our sense of humour and, you know, that that connection. Well, there's a great television truism that if you get Brisbane, the rest will follow because it seems to yep. be the first market that really changes the dial. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I reckon you're right. And a lot of companies do that around the world. They launch things in Brisbane and southeast Queensland as almost the test market for mm. to see whether it will go go elsewhere. And it was certainly the case for us. Do you remember when we were working at Beaconsfield together? Huge story. Yep. Huge story. Yep. Uh, a lot of things happened. Um, that's when I think you saw the negative side of your fame because when you got invited into the back of the ambulance and you copped yep. media criticism over that. But that's not the part I want to talk to you about. There was a moment we were on air. Richard Carlton had just died during a media conference. You and yeah. I had uh, were standing next to each other right at the back near the OB truck we were working out of. And all of a sudden, a photo. It was the most bizarre thing because there was a man dying and this yeah. lady wanted a photo. Yeah. And you begrudgingly had to take it. And I asked you about it afterwards. I said, that was really weird. And, and do you remember what you said to me, why you took the photo? No, no? you got me. No. I'll tell you. Because it, it sat with me forever, Koshi. You said, the problem here, Rob, is that if I say no, she's going to think I'm an arsehole. She's not paying any attention to what's going on around here. So I, yep. I did it as quick as I can. I didn't smile. Yep. But yep. – because she would go and tell her friends that Koshi's an arsehole. Yep, yep, yep. And and look, that's uh, I've got that from my dad. You know, I'm lucky. My father was my hero growing up, mm. and I know I'm really lucky to have a role model so close as a dad. Many people don't. He had he related to anyone. He ran, ended up running from nothing to a massive, big listed company, stock exchange listed company, but that had thousands of staff and they all loved him because he could relate to people working down the coal mines or behind the bar at the Mm. pub. And he always told us, you treat every single person with respect no matter what they do. And, you know, if someone stops for a photo, uh, I am, or to chat, and everyone is always so nice, mm. you always do it because it means a lot to them. And I've been reminded of that in the last two weeks, the number of emails and letters I've got from people saying, you were so kind, 
when I wanted a photo and I was a bit distressed because I just lost a relative and and you asked about it and you had a real conversation. Now, I, I simply do not remember those moments, mm. but it meant so means so much to people and and that's and we all do it on sunrise and i think the whole team has a very similar value set that that everybody's important and you treat everyone with respect yeah i think it's a good lesson obviously with the success more pressure and headlines came about sunrise you know you essentially got kevin rudd into becoming the PM, you know. Oh, I, I know that you like deny John that. Howard, John Howard even today <laughs> said you created Kevin Rudd. I going, mate, we had him as a guest on the show. And we had Joe Hockey there, yes. one of your mob as well, so we were fair. <laughs> Absolutely. But, be, but because you were having so much influence and you talked about the trust in Sunrise, it was, I think, one you voted Australia's most trusted brand, if I recall correctly. And then came the infamous Sun Lies front page on, I think, the Sunday Telegraph. It was something that sat with you, wasn't it, when, I mean, to the point where you framed it and put it up in your room, in your office, to to remind you they can turn. Yeah, yeah. And never get too big for your boots. It was a a campaign that that News Limited turned on, on Kevin then and sort of we were collateral damage mm. if you like but you know i i've i've got the most incredible wife and family and because this sort of tv stuff if you like came to me in my mid to late 40s i don't look like a tv person i don't <laughs> sound like a tv person it wasn't it was basically sheer ass right time right place um but we we'd had our built our friendships with people, parents at our kids' primary school way before Mm. I started to do Sunrise. And we've always kept that group of friends. I have a big family. We we tend not to socialise in media circles at all. Um, Not because we don't like people in the media, but it's, you know, we've got other priorities. It's not real. Friends who are higher priority and, and family. And I think that's been really good for me and the fact Lib doesn't care about ratings, nothing. <laughs> she just cares about me. Um, that it it keeps you really grounded. And so, yeah, but that headline was, there's the warning mm. if you get too carried away uh, and you never take it for granted. Yeah. Loyalty has always been a big thing for you, Koshi. And yep. the, the the people who work on the show, the viewers and, and you know, your loyalty back when you announced Shervo as your replacement, I have never seen a presenter be warmer than you were to him and bringing him along to the Sunrise family. Presenters don't do that. I know you're you're looking like, why wouldn't you do that? You're giving me this face of this isn't a big deal. (laughs) But people do. People don't do it what you did. You you have a loyalty. So considering what you had been through with Adam Boland and starting the show up, was it a little disappointing to you when he went to Channel 10 to launch a new breakfast show? Oh, of course it was. Absolutely. Um, it was, um, uh, and he knows that, and mm. we've talked about it, and 
and he wrote that book mm. and all that sort of stuff. I got a lovely note from Adam uh, the other day um, of congratulations, but was really warm and lovely and empathetic. Um, but yeah, him going to um, and setting up the the Channel Ten Breakfast Show, I thought was a bit of a betrayal, stupidly, because in media people change <laughs> and do things all the time. Yeah, but, but Sunrise was the Manson family. It was a cult. Yeah, yeah, it was a cult. Uh, like Lisa, when she went to Today Show. Yeah. You know, because there are all these sorts of, uh, there was talks and rumours that she was going to go from Weekend Sunrise to Today Show. And then we had a staff conference, workshops, first one Sunrise had ever done. And I remember saying to Michael Pell at the time, well, there's all this talk of Lisa going to Today Show. She can't come to the workshop. And Michael went, no, 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 she's not going. I trust her, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Came to the workshop and then next week said she's going to Today Show. So we had planned out the whole year in this workshop. And, and anyhow, it, did, it didn't make much difference, but at the time... Um, because I'm passionate about it. And I know. And I, I, I keep saying to people, I leave with an enormous sense of pride in what we've achieved. I have loved this program. Mm. I, I helped build it. I want it to be successful. You're saying, you know, I was so warm and generous when Shervo um, was announced the other day. I desperately want him to succeed. I know. You because do. his success means the show is successful and that's a reflection on me mm. and it's a reflection on the whole team. It's like like in business, if I put my finance nerd hat on, you know, the greatest test of a chief executive is the quality of their successor. Mm. And um, I've always thought that's been a really big thing. And Shervo, like he's been part of the family uh, wouldn't have been any surprise to you that that Sherbo was one that got the no, job. No, because, because it was that's that's what we do. It was a know? transition. It, it was and, well and planned out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've known that for ages, and we've done it with everyone else who changes as well. We mm. always bring people up from within because you know our viewers are used to them. Um, they build a connection, and and that's why breakfast TV is so different to any other. TV time slot, it, the connection is so powerful because you're in people's lives for so so long every morning. I get that over for good or bad. Um, it is interesting. You, you're talking about the team, and I had the absolute honour of line producing Sunrise for a while. I found it very. I found the hours very hard. One o'clock wake up. I, I never yep. got used to it, but I loved putting the show to air. And what I loved being able to do was put things in your ear, give you ideas, and sometimes you'd bat them away, sometimes you'd try them, sometimes they'd work, sometimes they wouldn't. But you yeah. you did accept ideas from everywhere. You had your own ideas, mm. of course, but yep. it is that team thing that if sometimes you get told something in your ear, you think, I'll give that a go. And it is yeah. how you've got to build a trust, isn't it, with the people behind the scenes? Absolutely, absolutely. And and because the worst fear when you're live on air, and and you're going to stuff up. Like, mm. you stuff up talking to your family or your work colleagues all the time. It's no different for us. It's just that a whole bunch of people see you stuff up. You can't sort of slink away. So we're only human. <laughs> the the worst feeling you can ever get live on air 
is when you feel like you're being hung out to dry. Yes. That there's no support, there's no backup. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what's coming in, particularly when you know, you come in and you start the show and then something happens overseas. And so for the next five hours commercial free, you're just talking <laughs> to pictures of whatever comes in and it's all being fed through through your ear. We have the most magnificent team supporting us that I have, I can honestly say, never felt that horrible feeling of being hung out to dry. Um, Dave Walters, of who uh, Dougie has been in our ear, yeah. well, for all the time I've been there. I, he worked for me in my family business when I was doing radio for and TV for Sky and and 2GB and 3AW, uh, son of a dairy farmer, so I was used to getting up early. So in his <laughs> he DNA, loves those hours. <laughs> oh, I know. But, but you know, there's that that consistency and the directors and and now we have Sean and Sarah in our ears who who second guess. And that, that's why your co-host is so important because you almost build a relationship that you instinctively know when someone's running out of steam yes. and when to jump in and take over. And it's a bit of magic when that happens and can happen for our ins, our outs, when um, there's developing news. So that's the biggest buzz. The biggest buzz is a show that's completely planned and then gets thrown out of the window hmm. when something's breaking overseas. And it's usually on a morning where you may have not been able to sleep <laughs> or been out a bit later than you should, uh, you know, been out till 830 and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to cruise today and read the auto queue. And then all of a sudden you go to five hours of breaking news. Uh, and you go, Murphy's Law, it always happens. But it's such a buzz because that's the team at its finest. The big finale is tomorrow. Yep. It's going to be a big one, presumably full of a lot of nostalgia. But we do know some special guests will be on set, don't we? Yep, we do. Um, I'm, I'm calling us... The Sunrise OGs. If the uh, if the Wiggles can have OGs, Sunrise can have OGs. Uh, Mel and Sam uh, will both be coming in. Um, they're such a, um, a an integral part of the show in its development and in my career and my time there. We we couldn't have done tomorrow without them both. I saw Sam last night uh, at a function, and we were. Uh, chatty about I was getting her advice on how she adjusted mm. uh, moving away because I've I've got I'm not underestimating that it's going to be a massive adjustment um, and how do you cope with that and Mel I saw weirdly enough the week before last at Australian Fashion Week not because I go to Fashion <laughs> Week but I, I I I mentor one of the designers and help her with the business so as a sign of support I went. It's the first fashion show I've ever been to. So uh, it's quite interesting, but had a long chat to Mel there. So both of them, I'm really delighted, will be part of tomorrow's show. I've That's the only thing I know about the show tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I probably know I a few more things no than idea. you, Koshi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no doubt you do. <laughs> I think Sarah and Lib, Libby have been scheming mm. for a week. Lib will you know, disappear of an afternoon, uh, evening into the bedroom on her phone. I'll go, where have you been? Oh, no, no, 
none of don't you mind you know you'll be fine you'll find out and, and it <laughs> so is be good great. Because uh, there, there are headlines that Sam didn't uh, put an Instagram post out congratulating you soon enough. What do you so make of all that? Stupid. Uh, there have been some, I must have been, I've been overwhelmed. I had no idea the interest uh, this would create. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, that, that was a ridiculous headline out because Sam did post amongst everything a, a really nice note. Um, that was probably the stupidest headline. And the other one was meet Koshy's hot son who secretly runs his family business. Well, he's got three sisters and the family WhatsApp was giving him <laughs> shit all of that day Go, well, they didn't mention your receding hairline or the eczema that you can sometimes get in winter. And so I mentioned that on air. And then the next minute there's another story saying, Sisters tease Koshy's hot son, <laughs> and I go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, I tell you, the reason you are on every news website at the moment—they are looking for different angles because you may not have realised it, but you have had an Crazy. impact on the Australian culture. You have, and mm. you know there have been comedians that have taken the piss out of you when they were. Remember when there were sketch shows yes. and they used to do yep. the Melon Koshy? Yep. <laughs> uh, you've had an impact, yep. and that's a great legacy to have. Yeah, uh, look, I'm really proud of what what I've uh, done on Sunrise. Um, as I said, huge sense of pride and no regrets. It's been a buzz. I've loved every single minute of it. But the times, times right. David Kosh, congratulations and thank you so much. Good on you, Rob. Thanks for having me. Fun, Good night from the night tonight.